Would they like to hear something amazing? Right, I'm fine, I'll get me clobber. I've just got something else. One I caught earlier. There's only a tiddler. Mind you, it's amazing what Jesus can do with a tiddler or two. Now then, I'm going to need help. We're going to try and bring this amazing story to life a bit. Going to use some like 4D technology. Kids will know what that means. Have we got anyone? Charlie, come up here, lad. You'll be good for me. Are you, are you a good swimmer? Yeah, you, you've passed your stage one. Come on then, sit down in boat with me. Get, get you on. Oh, actually, I've got some clobber for you in here. You better put that on, just in case. All right. What size are you, feet-wise? You've got some vans on. You don't want to be getting them soaked. You lad. Uh, I'll tell the story while they're getting this end ready, yeah? So, whenever I mention word water or waves, Charlie... You've got to listen to the story, because when I say water or waves, you're going to shoot this at folk to make it feel like they're in boat with us. See, little tiddler in there. We'll get him later. Is that everything? Yep. <sighs> right, well, it was down bit late Galilee than ours. I was ready for a rest, because we just fed on nigh on 5,000 folk, and that were just blokes. Anyway, Jesus had told us to get in boat and cross to the side at lake. You're listening for word water, aren't you? Being a fisherman, I thought now of it. Did as they said. I'd learnt to do as they said. Things normally worked out for best when we followed Jesus' orders. So there we were, on boat. Jesus was going to get shut at crowds and then have a bit of peace and quiet and do some praying, than knows. It had gotten dark and wind and waves were right big. They were proper gushing. Boat were tipping around and water was sloshing about. <laughs> to be honest, we were right frightened. Well, hang on. I said we've got some technology. Let me just see if we can get it to work. Let's have a go at this. 4D stuff. They'll be familiar with that sound. We're a bit frightened. There were no way we were going to get any kip. So as we were trying to make out somewhere to land boat, we spied some out on waves. Looked like a person. Well, it must have been about three in the morning. It, it, it were before daybreak, any road. Then all of a sudden we realised who it was. No other than Jesus himself. Walking out of at surface at lake. Waves and water splashing about. He was getting proper soaked. Hey, oh, he's getting carried away. Oi, oi. Only when I... Yeah, you know. <laughs> Jesus was getting proper soaked, but it didn't bother him like. Well, we were all scared stiff. We would be too. It wasn't funny, I can tell thee. So he shouted, Tis a ghost. Then Jesus started speaking to us lot. Don't be afeard, lads, he says. Be brave. I am here. So I says, Lord, if it's really thee... Tell me to come out to thee. Walking on water. So he says, yeah, lad, come thither. Jesus shouts out, because it were right noisy what without waves and water. Without another thought, I started clambering off at side at boat, and my feet touched surface, but I didn't sink. I could walk over to Jesus. It were an amazing feeling, but it was all too much to take in, and I, I felt wind and Water pelting me face. And then that's when I realised what we're doing and 
I took my eyes off him and fear gripped hold of me and my feet started sinking. Save me, Lord, I yelled at the top of my voice. So Jesus, straight away, reached out and grabbed me. That's not a reek lot of faith, lad. Why do you doubt me, he says. And he helped me back in the boat. And wind stopped. And all us lads were flabbergasted. We got down on our hands and knees in the boat and started singing his praises. Thou must be son of God, we all reckoned. That's the end. Well done, Jim and Charlie. Fantastic. Okay, now we've got a chance to reflect on this amazing miracle story. Okay, everybody. I don't know about you, but I'm a bit wet. I didn't think it was going to be raining in here this morning, but there you go. Okay, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Today we're thinking of the second miracle. Last week, we thought about Jesus calming the storm. And Glenn talked about how we are all headed in a particular direction. If you remember, they were headed over the lake. He asked where we go when we are in need, because they cried out to Jesus, didn't they? They said, Jesus, help us. Uh, We're going to drown. The boat is sinking. Who do we go to when we're in need? And finally, he asked us, do we know who this man Jesus is for ourselves? So today, we're going to think of another watery miracle of Jesus and of how he and Peter, as we have already heard, walked on that water. The first thing we're going to think about is the storms. Now, Jim told us that prior to this passage... Jesus and his disciples had just finished feeding 5,000 plus people. So 5,000 men plus women and children as well. All they had was bread and fish. And they'd been meeting the needs of others. That's what they'd been doing. They'd been meeting the needs of others just before this had happened. They were sharing the good news of the gospel and now it was time for them to recharge. I don't know about you, but when when you've been busy doing stuff, that's what we need to do. We need to recharge. We need to spend time with our Heavenly Father. And Jesus sends the disciples on a boat and says, right, you go over and I'll catch you up. And he goes up the mountain to spend time with his Heavenly Father. That's what we need to do, don't we? We need to spend time with our Heavenly Father. It's really, really important. Because if we don't spend time with our Heavenly Father, then we're not actually being refreshed and re-energized to do the job that God wants us to do in the first place. If all we're doing is the stuff, and believe me, I know what that can be like, for not spending any time with Jesus, then we're not going to be any good to anybody especially ourselves. Our spiritual walk will go from here to here rapidly. So Jesus knew that that was really important. He went up the mountain to spend time with his dad. And he spent quite a lot of quality time with him up the mountain. But all of a sudden he looks and he notices that his friends are struggling in the storm. He can see it in the distance. How often do we look up from where we are and see people struggling in their storm? Sometimes we're so busy with what we're doing that we don't look up from our place to see what's happening around us. Are we looking at the storms around us? 
Now, he's got two options here, hasn't he? Stay on the mountain and pray. So he could go, right, I'm going to pray for them where I am. I'm not going to go anywhere near. I'm going to just stay here and I'm going to pray for them. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. Okay, because sometimes that's what we need to do. We just need to go to our Heavenly Father and say, God, please help so-and-so. They need you to be in that situation. So that's option number one. Or option number two, come down the mountain and head into the storm with them. That's actually what he chose to do, isn't it? He came down from his mountaintop experience into the eye of the storm with his disciples. And I think that's really important for us. There's a saying, we are so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. I'm not knocking praying for people because it is really, really important. But sometimes we have to get in there with them and show them the love of Jesus wherever they are. Sometimes we need to come down from our mountaintop experience and say, God, I want to be where you are in this situation. I'm going to come down and I am going to help. That's what Jesus did. He could have stayed up there on the mountaintop with his heavenly father and what an amazing time he would have had. Rejuvenating, replenishing, spending time with his dad, which is really important. But he chose to say, dad, you come with me. I'm going down there and I'm going to help these guys in this really, really tricky situation. I want to be with them in their time of need. In order for us to share the love of Jesus, that's what we need to do sometimes. Yeah, tell people we're praying for them. I'm praying for you. But sometimes actions speak louder than the I'm praying for you word. Sometimes we need to get in and get amongst it and say, do you know what? I am here with you in this. I was thinking about this the other day. And actually, that's what the living rooms is, isn't it? Yeah, it's people of God in the community saying, do you know what? Yeah, we are praying for you, but we're in with you in this storm. Whatever you're going through, we're right here in the middle of it with you, supporting you, talking to you, making you a cup of tea, just being with you. Sometimes we're so focused on being a Christian that we forget that there's some doing as a Christian. We need to do the stuff as well as be the stuff. So what are we doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? What storms can we see around us that need the love of Jesus right in the middle of? Okay, maybe you're the one in the storm and you don't feel that others are coming towards you to help you. Maybe you are the person that can see the storms in other people's lives, but you don't know what to do except for pray. Well, maybe just go in the storm with them and just be there with them and just sit with them. The big problem with it is so often we are waiting for God to show us what to do that we miss out on what God is already doing. I believe that God wants us to go and take Jesus into the situations, whatever those situations is. So whatever storms you see... I know it's going to be tricky, okay? It's never, Jesus didn't say it was going to be easy. But let's go in and see if we can be part of it. Okay, the second thing we're going to think about is out of the boat. This is the main event, really, isn't it? Yeah, you've got Jesus, he's not got a boat himself. He's come down the mountain. He's heading towards his disciples. The only option for the Son of God is to either swim 
I'm not thinking that's going to happen. Or walk on water. Jesus, the Son of God, that's the option. He can do it. So off he goes. Meanwhile, the disciples think there's a ghost coming towards them. Let's face it, it's not every day you're in a boat and you see a figure coming across the water, stood up. But Peter, he's the only one, he shouts out, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Now this reminds me of another Peterism, I call it. And what Peter says, on the very first day, when Jesus calls him and says, come and follow me. Okay, Peter's in the boat, all right, and Jesus tells him to throw the net back in. Do you remember the story? Throw the net back in. And Peter says, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught a thing. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Even there, at the very beginning, Peter is going, right, I'm following this guy. This guy is said to do something, bam, I'm in 110%. None of the others got out of the boat, did they? They're all sat there in the boat going, Peter, come back. Well, I assume they are. All right. We always assume now, when I talk to the children about this, I think about the fact that there's some people in the boat as well as out of the boat. We only ever talk about the person out of the boat. But what about those in the boat? What were they doing? Were they trying to get him to come back in? Were they going and talking to one another going, he's going to sink? What were they doing? But Peter, Peter is all, he's guns blazing, he's right, that's it. Jesus said, drop the nets, I'm dropping the nets. Jesus said, get out of the boat. I'm out of the boat. Peter had faith in Jesus already. It's like Glenn said last week, where do we put our faith? Where do we go to when we're in need? Peter, where did he go? Bang, straight to Jesus. Now, getting out of the boat, it can be a bit difficult, especially when there's a storm. A few years ago, Kate and I went on one of those DFS ships. And you see in the adverts these lovely, smiley people and the water's like a mill pond. There's not a cloud in the sky. They're clinking champagne glasses. And everything looks amazing. It does, doesn't it, Jules? It looks amazing. This was not my experience of the DFS boat. I couldn't walk in a straight line. Because the water, it wasn't even choppy. I think choppy was an understatement. It was a full-blown storm. The boat was bouncing around like a ping-pong ball being hit back and forth across this room. To say I never want to go on a boat again is an understatement. Now, if somebody had told me to get out of that boat and walk, not going to happen. Although, if somebody had got a helicopter and choppered me out, I'd have been the first one on there. It was horrific. But Peter, in the middle of a storm, let's go back a little bit. Jesus sees them in trouble and goes down the mountain to go and help them. Peter, in the middle of a stormy weather. Now, we don't know whether it was a DFS kind of storm, but it was still stormy, all right? Gets out of the boat and starts to walk to Jesus. Walking against the flow can be really tricky, Doing the things that other people are not doing can be really, really hard. But Peter was impulsive. He knew that Jesus was there with him. He knew he could put his faith in him. The others, they stayed in the boat. If you want me to be really honest, I think I'd have been in the boat. Knowing my experiences of boats, I think I'd have been in the boat looking for the nearest life jacket and a bucket. Not to bail out the other thing. 
I know we all want to be Peters, but some of us are not Peters. Some of us are the people in the boat going, help, we're sinking. That's me. But sometimes to follow Jesus, we need to get out of our comfort space and follow his lead. It's no point in just staying in the comfy, cozy Christian place. Sometimes, like I've already said, we need to get in the storms with people. And sometimes we have to do it without our mates. That's what Peter did. He was heading towards Jesus, leaving his mates behind. It's about trusting God enough to step out in faith and do something new. I wonder, is God telling you to do something new today? I wonder what it is. Could be anything. I'm going to do a plug right here. Could be baptism. There you go, Glenn. Uh, (laughs) We're going to have a baptism service on Easter Sunday. If you want to be baptised and you want to hear more about it, you want to chat it through, Steve and Greg are going to be doing a session after the service on the 8th of March. I've got the thumbs up. Maybe it's just baptism and you've been wanting to be baptised for ages and you feel that God is telling you, but you can't wait for the pun. Dip your toe in the water. Let's be brave. Let's do something new. Let's be creative in how we spread the good news of Jesus. Maybe being baptised will be your way of doing something new. Because you get to invite people to your service. And you get to stand up in front of people and say, this is me. I believe in Jesus. I want to follow him for the rest of my life. And it might be your one way of getting the courage to talk to your friends and your family. What is it that you've been thinking of doing for a while? What is God prodding you to do? Is he prodding you to get out of your boat? Today could be your time. Finally, we are thinking about sinking. Didn't think that would rhyme, but there you go, it did. That sinking feeling. Oh, what if it goes wrong? What if I stand out and say something to somebody and it all goes pear-shaped? What if I stand up for Jesus and people laugh at me? What if I do something and it doesn't quite work? That's that sinking feeling and failure, isn't it? And we've all been there. We've all tried something and it hasn't gone to plan. This is exactly Peter's experience today. So he's brave enough to get out of the boat and do something new. And he's walking along and along comes a bit of wind and he looks down and that's it. He's taking his eyes off Jesus and he starts to sink. But what does Peter do? Going back to Glenn's talk last week, who do you cry out to? Peter knew who to cry out to. He'd seen him calm the storm. He'd seen him feed the 5,000. He'd seen him heal people. He knew that he could put his complete trust in Jesus. So he calls out to Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He grabs him by the hand and he pulls him out of the water. God doesn't want us to fail. He only wants the best for us. Let's face it, if he didn't want the best for us, he wouldn't have bothered to send Jesus in the first place. He wanted us to know him. He wanted us to be close to him. He sent Jesus to die for us in order for that to happen. He only wants the best for his family. But if we do fall, and believe me, I fall, Jesus is there to pick us up. He did it in last week's miracle. He did, didn't he? They all said, we're going to die. What are you doing snoozing in the back? And Jesus said, don't you believe? Be still 
or as Trev said, stop. And everything was okay. He might not, though, stop the storms in our lives. But, and this is the biggest but ever, he's with you in it. He's with you in that storm. He's with you when you have that sinking feeling. When you suddenly think, oh, no, it's all going wrong. He's with you. He's with us whether we're in the boat. Fortunately for me, he's with us when we're in the boat. I prayed all night when I was on the DFS boat, I'll be honest with you. I didn't sleep. Kate didn't sleep either because I kept saying, Kate, are you awake? As I was praying all night. If you're afraid of doing something for God, but you don't want to fail, then make sure you know this. I found a picture the other day. And the picture said this. When you feel like you are drowning in life, don't worry, your lifeguard walks on water. I'm going to say that again. When you feel like you are drowning in life, don't worry, your lifeguard walks on water. Don't be afraid of failing. Give it a go. Maybe you can make a difference, not only in your life, but the lives of the people around you. Let's be brave. Let's be bold. Let's remember, in the storms, Jesus is there with us. But also, we can take Jesus into other people's storms. We need to get out of the boat. We can't stay in the boat forever. Imagine NLBC being our boat. We have to leave the boat and take the good news outside of our boat. We can't just sit in here being all comfy and cosy. It's nice, but it's not going to help those outside. And when you've got that sinking feeling, when you start thinking, do you know what, I'm a bit afraid to do this, whatever this is, just remember, when you feel like you are drowning in life, don't worry because your lifeguard can walk on water. Okay, so we're going to pray. Let's just think about what this has said to you. Maybe you are in a storm and you need help. Or maybe you can see others in a storm. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are always with us. Help us to look out for the storms in other people's lives and take Jesus into those situations. God, help us to get out of the boat. Help us to be where you want us to be. But help us to focus on you. And God, we just pray that when we feel as though we're sinking, when we feel as though times are hard, help us, God, to remember that our lifeguard walks on water. God, we thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.